Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May 1st, 2024 at 1130 Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life-changing direct services provided to more than 40,000 children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there. Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batched bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. It turned out to be an okay cover, but it also was... It was a nightmare for me. The color fiasco with this one? Oh my gosh. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the behind the scenes scoop, things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine, basically what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into the newest issue. With me today is our creative director, Liz Reed, and we're talking about how we create Raleigh Magazine covers. For background, Liz literally just celebrated her first year anniversary with Raleigh Magazine. And with a little arm twisting, I convinced her to chat with me today. Liz, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I can't believe it's already been a year. Me either. Probably the most common question I have gotten in my publishing career is, how do you create the cover? Who chooses the photo? How does it work? Does it always go smoothly? Gosh, how do I create the cover? I mean, it's a team effort, and it can go months, days, weeks, minutes (laughs) to create the cover. But it's definitely team effort, and it's a lot different coming from a magazine before at Washington the Magazine with the Washington Daily News. Hang on. Before we go much further, (laughs) give people a quick synopsis of how you got to Raleigh. So really quick, I went to ECU and fell in love. Yes, go Pirates. I fell in love with print design while I was there um, and found a great opportunity in Little Washington, North Carolina a daily paper who also published magazines. You know, I love the small town atmosphere and fell in love with the town, wanted to go there. But after a few years, I got, I was ready for a little bit of a change. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. And saw Raleigh and was intrigued by just the art, the atmosphere, the liveliness, 
pre-COVID and knew that that would all come back after COVID, um, hoped it would all come back after COVID. And then I found you guys. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I always say hiring people is one of those things. And I think if you talk to enough people, you know, you just know when the person's sitting across from you, you know, and we knew. <laughs> Um, so I'm not going to embarrass you too much, but how is designing the cover from different from Washington versus Raleigh? So at the Daily News, we were putting to bed a um, newspaper every day. And then um, we also had a bi-monthly magazine. So our resources weren't as open to just one area. And we really had a focus on the Daily Paper. And then I get to basically choose from amazing photography that's provided with me based on the stories or whatever we were doing um, with the magazine. And I just created all the features. And during my time while I was creating the features, I wanted to find the best photos that could be the cover. And I worked with the publisher to see which one was going to be that cover for each month. So I will tell you, she um, got thrown in the deep end when she started working with me on covers because she would ask me the first week, so what are we putting on the cover? What are we putting on the cover? And I'm like, eh, I got it. We'll figure it out. I got it. Because I'm one of those people who believes it's all of a sudden going to magically come to me because it has for years. It sometimes works really well, which we'll talk about, and sometimes it doesn't, and we'll talk about that too. Your first cover was pretty exciting, though. At least, you know, I, I can't separate the story from the cover. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, I walked in, and you guys had already had the shoot. Yeah. And I was starstruck just because of the vibe in the office. Everyone was super excited. Everyone was— So background. Eric Ginsberg, our food writer who we adore, and I had been working with Ashley Christensen um, on a story about BBs. And, and the reality is Eric went in to talk to her, and this is on a past, if you listen to uh, Titans of the Food Industry or something like that, Titans of Chefs or whatever podcast, Eric talks about this. But Eric had gotten an interview with Ashley talking specifically about the cookbook that she and Caitlin had created during COVID. And I said to him, I think there's more to the chicken story, the chicken sandwich story. And so he got it. He got her to admit that she was opening a slew of um, chicken restaurants across North Carolina. And he called me and he goes, we cannot sit on this. And so that's the story that we were all so excited about. And and you could just feel it in the office. I mean— I love an exclusive. You brought the sandwich back with you, and I got to try a piece of it. <laughs> and it lasted really well for the travel. But, I mean, it was just so cool. I—, I didn't get to get that that often where I was before. So having that as my first experience and you kind of had this idea for it, I think at the shoot, you you knew what you wanted. I, um, will, I will say we don't shoot with a lot of different photographers for the cover. I'm pretty picky for good reason. And Joshua Steadman, who's from Raleigh, who is fantastic. Follow him on Instagram. He is fantastic. Um, if you ever need a good photographer, use him. He shot the photo, and Ashley said, hey, come on over to our house. That's all we knew. She goes, I'll cook you a chicken sandwich. So on the front porch, she fires up basically her fry daddy, something more elaborate than that, and cooks a chicken sandwich. 
and she and Caitlin come out, and Ashley's actually holding the chicken sandwich in a couple of photos in the story. The whole time I'm thinking, cover, cover, cover. What are we going to use for the background? How are we going to do this? Because no one had seen any photos of this chicken sandwich except for her photos. And so it was pretty exciting to actually, you know, she's a beard-winning chef. I mean, she's the best chef in America. I mean, it's a pretty cool deal to be at her house in the front yard. Yeah, that that story was so neat. And, uh, I mean, that sandwich is so good still. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. You've done a year's worth of covers. That was the first one. Which one's your favorite? My favorite that stands out is the November 2021 issue with bourbon on the cover, and it it's just golden, it's shiny, it's pretty, and I just loved getting to that shot with Forrest. That's not dark. what we started with. So No, no, not at all. I it, had such um, a bad idea. No. <laughs> I did. Well, with that shot, we, we were shooting for both the story inside and we were going to try and get a cover shot. We were hoping to have a cover shot. Right. So we had a couple ideas. And um, luckily, before that, the first shoot we had, had I had gone a little crazy with paper because I love paper. and Paper source. Papers. Shout yes. out to paper source. <laughs> um, I bought probably way too much, but that is what came out of it. I mean, the background and the covers can mean so much to the objects we put on top of the background. And working with Forrest, he had such, he was so nice and patient and willing to work with us in a creative manner to get there. Well, you know, that's what I love about photographers. So Forrest Mason, um, look him up, follow him on Instagram. Again, phenomenal photographer. What was funny was he never condescending. He shot exactly what we thought we wanted, right? Yeah. I mean, and, he- and we used it for the inside of the story. But then he said, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to play along? And I mean, I can say this now. I wouldn't say it to Liz. I saw Liz get giddy when she saw the photo. She brings out all her paper and puts it on the table. And the two of them, I just kind of stepped back. And they kind of go at it laying these. You have to see it. It's like the best of Weller and Blanton's and E.H. Taylor and Buffalo Trace, which, by the way, are bourbons you can't buy in North Carolina. They're not available. Another podcast for another day. But... He lays them out, and they the two of them start playing, and the next thing you know, the cover's born. Yeah. I was so excited to get that on the screen and with our masthead on there and just prove that it worked. Yeah. He did such a great job. So, All right. So you said you have a couple of favorites. I do. What's your second? My second one is from the development issue, um, October 2021, Ironworks. First of all, I have to say the 
renderings, whenever I hear the word rendering, I'm always Eek. nervous. <laughs> it's like, all right, this could be really good or, or really, bad. really bad. But this rendering was just gorgeous. Well, and Grub Properties. So this is Raleigh Ironworks is across from Loading Dock on Atlantic Avenue, and it's been under construction. But Grub Properties had been pretty tight-lipped. And they finally had said, we had been working for them for months, driving them crazy that we wanted the exclusive. And when they gave it to us, no one had seen the logo, no one had seen the buildings, nothing. And so I have a hard time separating the getting the story from the cover. For me, that's half the battle. It's like the good night's cover. It's like we got to tell you something no one else had. Yeah. Um, you're good about going, Gina. That can't be a cover. I have to remain unbiased, yes. and I have to make sure that these images, whatever it is, is going to look good for a long period of time. <laughs> and um, this one looked good. I, I had, when I got it, I printed it out, and I just posted it right in front of me for a couple weeks just to make sure that I wasn't going to get bored with it. And I'm still not bored with it. I could look at it every day. And that's, I mean, and, and that says something. I think a lot of that has to do with we broke every design rule that they teach you in design school. If she went back to school, they would go, no, 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 no. But I did it with purpose. You did. You and, did. And I can fight for it. And my design teachers from college cannot be mad at me for it. Well, and what we say we broke the design rules. We used about mm, five different fonts on the cover. Yeah. But it had purpose, and I think it really stands out. And, you know, it's still one of our most popular issues. It was a sellout, one of our biggest subscriber issues for sure. All right. You had one more of your favorites. What's your other one? My best bars. My first best bars Her issue. best bars. Did you hear that? Oh, I'm sorry. It her, our our she best called bars. It her Ouch. best bars. It's everyone's. <laughs> no, but that cover, um, it was a team effort. You know, we were struggling and finding the photo for that one. We just started looking, and I, Melissa, our editor, she she went to the merchant, and we found photos and just started playing, and I fell in love with this one. Well, we were really looking for inspiration because we like to shoot our own photography, and so we were looking for inspiration from new bars that had opened in the last year. We celebrate Raleigh's Best Bars in February issue every year. And when he sent this photo, I have to admit I'm not a big fan of skull and crossbones, but we thought, well, we can recreate this. And it was like, why would we recreate yeah. something that's so gorgeous? It's a perfect reflection. It's, it is, Liz calls it sexy. Mm -hmm. It I mean, is. It really is. And we did a few new things that I think no one can ever say our covers all look alike. That's the one thing I like yeah. is we're not predictable. And this cover is really interesting. And in fact, um, a couple of our covers are hanging inside the businesses that were featured. And this is one of them. Yeah. I mean, this one, aspects of it, we pulled from different magazines mm -hmm. and just what we liked about it. Like yes. our, our little caption on there, like, oh, that's a great idea. Why wouldn't we want to caption the drink that's on the mm -hmm. cover, on actually on the cover? Um, and I love the typeface I chose for the best bars, 50. I mean. Yeah. She yeah. likes fonts. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm a sucker for, for certain typefaces, so that's one of them. <laughs> well, and, I mean, I don't know the difference between this font and that font, except that I know what I like. 
And I think that's the the thing is that that helps tell the story. Oh. A lot of times you don't realize that what you like about the cover is not necessarily the the photo, but it's the font and it's the way the words are crafted and where they're sitting is what makes a, a cover resonate with people. It can really make or break the cover. I mean, it fonts, typefaces, they all have personalities and I really try to pay attention at the personality of the story and the issue as a whole to focus on what we're going to use on the cover. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hotspots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. So what's been the hardest part in the last year of creating a cover? Or what do you think is the hardest part? So what's that thing that you always say? If people don't like the cover, they're not going to read the magazine. Well, I learned this the hard way. So the first... The, seven years ago, the first issue, I loved our cover, and I would stand by it today. It would still stand on its own and be a great cover. Number two and number three, I'm not sure what I was thinking. They're awful. They're terrible. And what I did was I picked a cover that went along with a great story. The story was better than the cover. But the problem is if the cover sucks, no one's going to read the story. And that was a hard lesson but I learned it, and I will never make that mistake again. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on a cover. It is a lot of pressure. But it, it shows what what it means to people. And even, you know, present day where we pay attention a lot to what things look like. They have to look good. And if something looks good, we're promised that that content and we promise that that content inside – that magazine is amazing, it's which worthy. it is. It's worthy. The Everything in there is worthy of it. So it's my job. You know, I take on that, make sure that people will pick up this magazine and read it. And, you know, I want to make sure that the covers, they speak to the businesses we work with. They speak to who we are and they speak to the stories we tell. Very often someone will say to me, you should have people on your cover. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I love people on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I did. That's one of the covers I screwed up really badly. It just doesn't work. Why don't you like people on covers a lot? Well, it's not that I don't like people on the covers. It's that Raleigh is such a unique market. So back to those horrid covers I did the first year. <laughs> we did a great story about how men's roles have really evolved and that, you know, maybe what my dad was, was a guy who went to work every day and the mom did this and how men today have bigger roles. They're taking care of their children. They've changed their careers to be more engaged with their families. It was a phenomenal story about six men who had chosen professions or made changes. We put those men on the cover 
And I, I stand by, it was the best reporting and the best written story. The problem was I couldn't give those magazines away. Mm. Nobody knew those guys. Nobody, they weren't famous. You know, you're not talking about putting, you know, I don't know, some famous athlete, you know, Michael Jordan on the cover. You're talking about, you know. The other thing that's really challenging about Raleigh is that, you know, when Coach K was retiring, we talked about sports, and and Melissa and I are huge sports fans. Um, She's an NC State girl. I'm a Georgia dog, if you don't know that. And we've talked about Doran, and we've talked about Coach K. But the reality is if I put someone from UNC – Coach Williams on the cover, Raleigh's not picking that magazine up. You put Coach K on the magazine, Raleigh's not picking that up, and anybody else is not picking it up. It, it, we're such it a, really has to resonate with the readers. It does. I mean, I totally get that. But I will tell you this. If I could convince Chris Rock when he comes to town <laughs> soon, because we've already talked about him being the first person and how impressed I am with him and how much I love him, if he were to come to town— I would find a way to get him on the cover of the magazine. <laughs> Just saying. I will say probably my proud – I have a couple of proud covers, and one of them is the first year that Rod Brendamore was coach, coaching the Canes. We were in the playoffs, and the magazine was going to a printer on a, let's just say, a Wednesday, and had to be there at noon for it to come out on time. And the Canes were playing that night – to figure out if they would move on to round three or the Stanley Cup or whatever it was. It really didn't matter. They were just moving forward. And if they moved forward, I would be a hero. And if I put him on the cover and I and we didn't win, yeah, some people might think I goofed. In my mind, I looked at it and went, he's the first coach to take us to the pl- back to the playoffs. So any way you slice it, it's still a good year. I rolled the dice, and we won that night. And that cover dropped, and people thought I had just had a crystal ball. I mean, (laughs) I even had a magazine publisher walk up to me and goes, that takes temerity. And I'm like, yes. Because that's what you, I mean, you know, sometimes you have a really cool cover. It is a cool cover. I mean, that's one of my favorites of the magazine's covers, too. Um, But it's hard because the, you know, what a person on the cover might resonate with you, but may not resonate with right. me. And that's the thing that makes people pick it up. We obviously have thousands of subscribers, but we also put, you know, 10,000 magazines or 12,000 on the street for people to pick up in hopes that they'll subscribe. And if they don't like the cover, they may walk by it and not pick it up. And also, you know, we could put food on the cover every issue and probably do incredibly well. But city magazines aren't just about food. We're not a food magazine. No, you have to have people on the cover every now and again, but for the right reasons. Yes. I'm also a huge fan. There's one city magazine, probably the one that I like the most in another city is Chicago. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of illustration covers. And so for our December issue— I had this idea. Liz hadn't been with us all that long. And I'm like, I want to do an illustrated cover. And you could just see the terror in her eyes. Like, really? Are you sure? Oh, they take a lot of time Mm -hmm. and they take a lot of attention. And it either works or it doesn't. And it has to make sense. So that's all running through my mind. But, I mean, it turned out to be an okay cover. But it also was... It was a nightmare for me. The color fiasco with this one. Oh, my gosh. So we send the cover to the printer at least a day before the magazine goes to the printer. 
and we get a proof back and the color basically came back turquoise and it's supposed to be royal blue. And I printed it out beforehand to make sure it was and the right like, color and it looks great. It, it's supposed to be like royal blue it and not Christmas great. red. It was it's a gorgeous cover. I, she did an amazing job on it. It's December of last year and it has all of these iconic um, illustrations for things that are sort of iconic around Raleigh to be repetitive. And so we sat side by side picking and thinking, okay, theater in the park, what are things that we think about when we think about the holidays? Gingerbread, um, tickets to a Christmas carol, a martini at Haymaker, and choosing images that would fit um, in a mixture of color. And I love this cover. I think it resonated with people. It was also on newsstands for two months. And even though it has kind of a holiday feel. People were still picking it up in January. Yeah, we were very careful about the colors we chose and what was on there so that it it could last that long. Okay, so we've talked about the good stuff. (laughs) Yes. So we've had two disasters, which I think she probably can blame me for both. One of them was I got courageous. We've used the same photographers for our covers really for the last seven years, except that I wanted to really spice it up. I got inspired by something I saw in another city, and I thought, we can do this. So hired a photographer who, unbeknownst to me, had never shot for print. guess I should have asked that question. (laughs) And we show up to shoot food at a restaurant that I dearly love and and an owner and a chef that I dearly love. I'll let you tell the rest. (laughs) And... Oh, man, this nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, it was my first time shooting cover with Raleigh Magazine. But the photographer was new at print, and she was nervous. She wanted to please us and make sure she did a good job. And it was just a, you know. Needless to say, we shot it three times with three different photographers, and we still hate that cover. We're not going to tell you which one it is, but we hate it. yeah. That was me learning my lesson about you never hire a photographer you never worked with and try to do a cover. And but then, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and I also broke my other rule, which is? You told them that it was going to be on, on the, the cover, cover before we even left. And that one, I, oh, man, I turn the corner and I hear her telling the manager that it was going to be on the cover, and I'm like, well, there goes my past two hours. <laughs> yeah. You just don't know. You don't know how it's going to go. And and it looks totally different on the screen, especially when you're shooting on scene and you're not seeing it maybe where you want to see it um, or you're kind of basing it off of the environment around you and just trying to get done. So two things. I've learned I will never use a first-time print photographer no matter what, Um, and I will never, ever, ever tell anyone they're going to be on the cover of the magazine. Ever again. Ever again. Ever again. We're shooting it. We're going to consider it, and uh, yeah, I think Liz will shoot me if I ever say it. And every time I've ever told someone is when it never turns out to be on the cover. Ever. So if I should just keep my mouth shut, and I jinx it. I really do. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I will not. But it's fun, and and I, I say it's like a great love affair or a great relationship. It's like a good marriage or a good partnership. I had it years ago at a pre working with a previous creative director, 
in that he never panicked. I, I always had it in my mind. I'd say, here's what I'm thinking. He's like, all right. And we'd pull it out. And I think you and I have found our way to that where you kind of trust. I am super, super excited about the June cover. It is the most adorable beagle staying on his back legs. Um, his name is Cooper, and it's for our pet issue. You know, sometimes you lean into being whimsical and fun, and and sometimes it's serious. But this one's definitely a fun one. It is, and it, and it's nice when it works out that way. Yeah, um, I'm sure we will talk many times about covers. Is there any—I was going to ask you one quick question. Is there anything that you would love, now that you've lived in Raleigh for a year and you've been at the magazine, anything you think we—you'd love to see on the cover at some point? I really don't have one. I I just don't know what I want to see on the cover yet, but I think that— our stories we have that we want to tell that they're going to speak for themselves on what's going to be on the cover. I think that's great. Thanks for talking. Thanks for having me. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.